SMS Cape Talk on 31567. That's um, our SMS line on 31567. And, uh, of course, we chat, uh, as always, this time uh, of the evening at 9.30. We chat to Tim Lundy. And uh, we this uh, today we're going to be chatting uh, about a few things. It's Thursday evening, and that means our normal hiking with Tim Lundy. However, he's not in studio with us tonight, and he's out and about out in the uh, Bonneville area. Isn't that cheese area, Tim? It is, yes. Uh, it's also a very good wine area. Um, how's the weather out in the Bonneville area, and uh, what are you getting up to in that particular area? I'm just taking a bit of a break, but uh, no, the, weather's, the weather's good. It's uh, getting quite cold. I'm still waiting for the rain. I don't know if there is any rain in Cape Town yet, but we've received nothing here so far. Um, before we get on to tonight's topic, Tim, let's do uh, a bit of a rescue recap. Where are the rescuers this week? Okay, so there were two tourists that were stuck um, on a dangerous route on the front of Table Mountain. Um, and uh, two chaps went up and got them and got them down safely. And then two locals also took a wrong turn um, above Landadna um, and Sand Parks went up and, and got them. And um, two other injuries, um, a hiker on the back table, um, but they again, Sand Parks went up and got them. And in Tlatiklip, there was a hiker that had a an ankle injury, but they were walked down safely. So Plat- everyone off the mountain safely. Everyone off the mountain safely. Um, the thing is, Tlatiklip Gorge is a bit of a dangerous thing to come down in. If you come down there very, very fast, you're going to be um, injuring your ankles. I know that. Um, yeah. Travelled up there quite a few times and I was out there with a scoutmaster who could come from the top to the bottom um, in, in something like 45 minutes which was yes, fast, yeah. very fast, you know. Um, but it was the fun when we could still sleep over on Table Mountain. Now these days you can't. Yes, yeah. Now you, you can actually sleep on it, but you, you have to stay in one of the designated buildings. Um, you, can't, you can't overnight out in the bush, though. For people out there, it's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, and people still go hiking. Um, I know one of our EWN people, Zunaid, went up to uh, Neisner, and he was on uh, on one of the trails out in the Neisner area uh, a couple of weeks, about a week and a half ago. Um, what are the safety recaps that we need to know before we actually go on a trip like this? Um, so, yeah, the, the safety recaps um, for a trip like that is... First and foremost is tell somebody where you're going. Um, too often people just don't bother to actually just let anybody know where they're going. They set off and head off into the mountains, and of course uh, something goes wrong and nobody knows they're out there. And in terms of a search and rescue uh, scenario, that makes it very difficult for us to even begin with a start point as to where you are. So it, it wastes a lot of our time and, and the person who's being rescued time um, to try and um, locate where you are and, and get a starting point to then start the search. Uh, chatting to Tim Lundy, and uh, he's out in Bonneville this evening. Um, Tim, these days, everything is on an app. Are there any apps that you could possibly sort of download onto your phone, uh, you know, that would be safety apps that you could possibly use when you are in trouble on the mountain? Yeah, there is, um, there's lots of, um, there's MySOS, um, there's Strava, there's quite a few um, to choose from. I find the problem with a lot of them is that they use your GPS, which means that they use a lot of your battery power. So if you're going to go out, go with a full battery. Um, 
and a backup battery pack. And a backup battery, battery pack as well. Um, but the other the other one that um, I helped um, start up was um, at Safety Mountain, which is on used on WhatsApp. And you just go to hikersnetwork.co.za and you can register with them. And they will basically have people in real time tracking you. Um, you just send the message through to them and just let them know where you're going, um, how long you're going to be and when you expect to be back and how many people. And they will then just come back with a simple copy vein and off you go. And um, when you finish, you just let them know that you're off the mountain safely and they, they then tick you off. If you don't get back when you say you were going to and time now starts to elapse, they will then contact you via WhatsApp and just say, could you please give an update? If you fail to do that, then we know there's a bit of a problem or there, there might be potential for problems. So they can then move swiftly on it. And also they know where you are. I know that people go hiking during winter. Do they sort of go outside of the, the, the CBD, the Cape Town Metropole, down out towards the Robinson area of uh, Bonneville where you are, or even further like Zunaid went all the way up through towards Neisner? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, Cape Town has got lots of routes, but the Western Cape, for overnight, we are completely spoiled for choice. Um, their trails, I mean, I've been hiking for almost 40 years now, and their trails that I have still yet to do, um, because some of them are within the last five years, and, you know, a lot of them, are, there's just so many of them, it's, it's difficult to do all of them. So chatting to Tim Lundy, our normal hiking guide with us on a Thursday evening and catching up with exactly what's happening in and around the hiking scene. And tonight we're going to be focusing on backpack choices. Uh, and I think backpack choices are essential uh, because you could possibly injure yourself if you make the incorrect choice. Now, why is it so important to have the correct and the right backpack for your journey? Well, look, the, the thing is, if you, if you don't get the right backpack, if you get a, a backpack that is too large for your for your trip, you end up often packing too many things. Um, and of course you have to carry those things. So it just makes the trip that much harder for yourself. So knowing what you need and only taking what you need is, is essential. So knowing what size backpack you need is also very essential. Now you're not going to take a, a 60 liter hiking pack on a day trip. And likewise, you're not going to take a 25 liter um, day pack on a, on a multi-day trail um, because you're just going to come short because you're not going to have enough, enough space and um, the essential stuff that you need to take um, for each trip. Um, very quickly, Tim, what type of different backpacks are there? And, um, you know, do they vary in sizes? Do they vary in sort of... Uh, I always look at the backpacks with uh, the, the view of you're going to be carrying this thing on your back. So the safety features on those must be very important. Yeah, they are. And I mean, you, you do these days, you know, um, in the 80s, you definitely didn't have, we weren't spoiled for choice. These days, we definitely spoiled for choice. Um, and the, the technology of backpack building, if you want to call it that, um, has definitely come a long way. Um, the features that you get on them are, are quite, quite amazing. But um, if you're just going to do a sort of a, a stroll, I've, I've got a, a small little thing that looks like a gigantic moon bag which fits around your waist, um, which I call a stroll pack, which basically holds two water bottles and has a couple of zips for your car keys and your wallet and just you know some of the small essentials because you're only going out for half an hour on a green belt. 
Um, and then you've got a day pack, which is 25 to 35 liter. Um, but you can get the family pack, which is 35 to 45 liter, which obviously if you, you're carrying for four or five people, then that, that definitely works. And then your multi-day pack, um, which is sort of 45, 50 liters upwards. I mean, you can get up to 65, I think 70 is probably the biggest that you can get that I know of. Um, and that I would recommend because anything bigger than that, you just the, the weight factor is definitely going to play a huge role. Um, we've got an SMS in from Jeff and out in the Weinberg area, and he says, uh, "Could you please ask Tim to repeat the WhatsApp number for hikers?" Uh, Tim, would you kindly do that for us? Yeah. So the WhatsApp number um, it isn't a specific number. Um, basically, you have to register on the hikers network page. Um, so you give your next of kin and your details, which obviously don't get shared. But in case of an emergency, we then have those details on record so we can phone next of kin um, to inform them what's happening. Um, it's just so that we, we've got a, a secondary number as well if we need to phone somebody. So the best thing to do is to go to hikersnetwork.co.za and you go to the, the link which is at Safety Mountain. You click on that, and that's it's called at Safety Mountain Tracking. Okay, so and that's they, that's they, where they need to go, and they register there. Yeah, and then once they've registered, then they will get loaded onto a WhatsApp group. Okay, that's fantastic, Tim. Now we we're going for an overnight hike with Blake next week. At least you are uh, with backpacks. So are we going to be, uh, you know, sort of taking with uh, heavy backpacks with us, or what are we taking with us? No, so in a situation like that, we're just going for the one, Coquette and myself, we're just going for the one night with Blake. Um, and so we'll be taking 45-litre packs, um, which is just enough to carry a sleeping bag and um, the essential clothing that you need for the next day, a rain jacket, um, enough food for that evening and breakfast for the next morning, um, and water. So, yeah, 45 litres for something like that is more than sufficient. You'll have more than enough space left over. Um, and you could even take up quite a, a big, heavy jacket, which would still fit inside. Um, I saw today, there was, I was just going through Facebook, um, and Andrew, who does Ubuntu 365, took a photograph of the thermometer on Table Mountain this afternoon, and it was reading five degrees. So I think we'll get an iron for a, a nice warm evening next weekend. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's fantastic. Um, the thing is, actually, is that, you know, um, I think when I first went hiking uh, up the mountain, uh, my mother actually packed uh, pajamas for us at the time because we were <laughs> sleeping over on the mountain. So for hiking, is it bigger, is better when it comes to backpacks or uh, is it uh, size requirements? Look, it, it's definitely size requirement, but, you know, I wouldn't go on a, a small hike with a 70-litre backpack and have loads of space left in it um, or try and fill it to its maximum. Um, smaller is always better um, whenever you're doing multi-day, even just a day pack, because um, you've got to remember whatever you pack in there, you've got to carry and you've got to keep it going the whole time. So the lighter you can make that load, the better, um, which doesn't mean that you get rid of the essentials. You always keep what is absolutely essential, like your first aid kit, um, warm top rain jacket, um, but you get the lighter version. You don't get the big, thick, heavy stuff. Is there anywhere you can go and 
have a look at, for instance, if you're going for a day trip, these are the things that you will require. If you're going for a two-day trip, that's it. If you're going for a hike uh, just for the day, um, this is what you need to pack. Is there any any kind of information and a place that one can go and have a look at that? Yeah, look, all your outdoor stores, um, you sort of camp and climb or uh, camping in Mart, um, outdoor warehouse is another one. Um, sportsmen's, I'm not sure if they've got or not in terms of um, uh, hiking packs, but um, definitely outdoor warehouse does have. Um, and when you go and buy those kind of things from those stores, you're wanting to look. I've recently just bought one, a backpack myself, um, for a day pack as well as an overnight for my daughter. Um, so you, you're looking for things that I was looking for things that are going to be comfortable for her, not necessarily comfortable for me. Um, I can handle a sort of a, a, a day pack that's not too comfortable, but for multi-day, definitely comfort factor, which is lots of padding on the on the shoulder pads um, around the, the hip. You know, you've now got the the belt that comes around the waist. Um, you've got the chest um, clip that also just helps tighten everything up. So comfort is a is a big thing because um, after seven or eight hours. No matter how much padding you got, that backpack's going to start to become uncomfortable. So, yeah. the more you can make it comfortable, the better. Um, and a good fit, you know. If if that backpack is, if your back is not sitting neat up against that backpack, and that backpack is nice and snug up against your body, when you start putting weight into that, that's going to start pulling on your shoulders, especially. Um, and you will very, very quickly become very uncomfortable an hour or two into the hike. Um, and yeah, yeah the, 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 I'm, whenever I'm hiking, I'm constantly adjusting. The thing right, is, every that, twenty minutes, I'm adjusting. Yeah, and and I think that's the that's the main thing because you you feel this backpack actually pulling you back on your shoulders if it's not tightened and, and comfortable enough yeah. on, on your shoulders and fits snugly around your back. Uh, a WhatsApp message in very, very quickly, Tim. Please ask Tim mm. what hiking baby carrier or backpack he would suggest is the best. Oh my goodness, there's so many at the moment. I mean, the one that I used um, was Carry More. Um, and I'm not sure if they, I'm sure they still do, but there's so many on the market now. Um, but again, with something like that, um, when I was carrying my daughter, um, you know, the the weight factor is a, is a huge thing. So the comfort, you know, the padding has got to be really good on those things. Um, and also around the waist, the, the, the belt around the waist, if that fits really nice and snug around you, it's going to take a lot of that weight and, and load off your shoulders. How old was your um, daughter when you took her hiking the first time? She was two years old. She just, uh, two weeks ago, we did the Gnadendal Trail. She's 11 years old now, so she's now doing multi-day walks with me as well and loving it. What are some of the new cool features um, in backpacks that can possibly help you decide uh, which backpack would be the best for you? I'm I'm sure that it advanced, uh, you know, quite Im- immensely from when we were kids and we had to carry. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that it looked like a cran- like a canvas thing, like an army thing. That's what we used to carry. And it used to double yeah. up as a school bag, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, no, they they have definitely um, come a long, long way. Um, I've still got my my multi day pack is about fifteen, sixteen years old now, and it just looks so ancient compared to the stuff that that you get nowadays. I mean, the the one that I bought for my daughter now has a, a built-in rain jacket at the bottom of it that when it rains you can actually open a zip, and a whole cover comes out and covers your 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 backpack. 
Um, so not only do you have a rain jacket on, your whole, your whole backpack has a rain jacket. So the contents inside are kept dry. Um, and then you get uh, the, the bladder pack as well, um, which is that you can hold up to about five liters of water. And it has a, a pipe that comes out so that you can actually just drink while you're on the move. You don't have to keep stopping and, and pull a bottle out. And so a lot of the new packs have got a, a sleeve inside the main chamber where the bladder pack actually slots into. And the pipe comes out a, a special little hole that's been designed. Um, and then good quality strapping is, is always a big big one for me, um, you know, because you, you're constantly having to readjust all the time and you don't want to have to be fiddling with something that's not um, going to work properly. And then your, yeah, the, the best kind of space, um, the, the, the new packs now have um, where the sleeping bag normally goes at the bottom. You can actually open that up. They've got like a drawstring that you can open that chamber up at the bottom that actually um, makes the whole chamber one large, large chamber. So when they're talking about a 75 litre pack, when that chamber opens up, that's your full 75 litres from top to bottom that you can actually use. Um, and then lots of side pockets. I'm big on, on having side pockets because if you're ever trying to dig through stuff, um, and if they're all in one or two pockets, everything has got to come out of the pockets just to get to one small little thing. So it's much better if you've got smaller pockets around that you, you know where everything is and it's much more easily accessible. A number of people take their cell phones with them and a number of people take their laptops with them when they actually go hiking, uh, either to take pictures or to just kind of sort of, you know, be safe in an emergency situation. How do you protect mm-hmm. those things? Because, uh, you know, going up and it might rain, it might not rain. So how do you actually protect those those kind of electrical equipments or electronic equipments? So you get these, um, the, the people that have now designed what look like um, plastic bags. Um, and or plastic sheets that you can actually fit your cell phone perfectly into or a laptop. Um, and then the top has Velcro, but it, it sort of doubles up on itself. You fold it up a couple of times and then the Velcro locks it in place. So it actually makes it totally watertight. Um, the other bags now that you can also get, um, in the old days you used to have the K-Mall bags, um, which was a thick, I think 500 um, plastic, um, micron plastic which was very, very thick, and you could put your clothes, we used to put our clothes in that and then seal it up. But even with that, um, air would get in, and if you were crossing, let's say, like on the Otter Trail, water could still get in because your backpack um, would be inside a bag as well, but water would still manage to get in. Whereas nowadays, you've got these seedable bags that um, I've got a couple that have got a valve on the, uh, at the bottom, you open the valve and then you squash the bag as much as you possibly can with the contents in it, seal it up, roll it up, and then you close the valve and it actually vacuum packs the whole backpack um, or that, that, that pocket, which then fits nice and neatly into your, into your backpack. That's fantastic because I, I can remember one day I was doing or assisting at something with the Two Oceans Marathon and it actually started raining and everybody ran past and we had, you know, this huge roll of cling wrap um, and everybody, <laughs> if I could have made money that morning selling cling wrap, it would have been the best <laughs> thing ever. Um, when is the next family walk and where does it take place? Okay, so on the 4th of August at 9 o'clock, it will be the Deep River and Elfin Trail which is a green belt starting at the top of uh, Southern Cross Drive. 
Um, but we will be meeting at the Elfin Hotel parking lot. And I'm limiting this one to 16 people um, just because we've got to transport people from the bottom up to the start and then we walk back down to the bottom again, um, back down to the Elfin Hotel. So limiting it to 16 people and families are more than welcome to, to come and join in. And if people want to join us, myself and Kukitsa, it, they can book through me, which is Tim at capetownhiking.co.za. And uh, can anybody join this hike? Because uh, you've got an age limit on it or uh, just no, an no, for a family? The nice thing about this walk is it's all downhill. From the, you, you drive up to the top of Southern Cross Drive where it intersects with Cecilia Forest. And from there, we walk down all the way down through the Green Belt, um, all the way down to the Elfin, um, where the Elfin Hotel is. That's Tim Lundy, and uh, give us your details where we can actually get a hold of you, where can people find you if they need to uh, join the hike or if they need some information about going on this particular hike. Let's uh, give them those details. Sure. So if they want to email me, they can do so at Tim at Cape Town Hiking. On Twitter is at Hiking Cape Town, and YouTube is Cape Town Hiking, and Instagram is Cape Town Hiking. And then the Facebook page is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy.